0: Sober Sassy Life podcast. Well spring has officially sprung in these parts but you wouldn't guess it by the weather. It's pretty dark and dreary and still a little chilly here on Vancouver Island and although spring is traditionally the time of year when we think about fresh starts at the time it isn't the most inspiring uh, atmosphere really for renewal. So longer, warmer days followed by the promise of summer usually means that I get lots of messages from people who are motivated to change their lifestyle and adopt booze-free living. But whether it's to do with uh, the weather or the late spring, I seem to be getting a uh, lot of messages along the lines of, I gave up drinking for a few days, but then my willpower just faded, or I'm really worried about my drinking but I just can't seem to get into the right mindset to quit. So whatever it is that's holding you back, um, whatever it is that's blocking you from making this spring into sobriety, here are three simple steps that uh, could help you boost that motivation. So the first thing I would suggest for, uh, for you to do before you embark on your sober journey is to make a why list. Literally everything we do is a lot easier if we start from why. And defining your reasons for giving up the booze is a really powerful tool, but it's much more effective if you define your future why list rather than your past why list. So what do I mean by this? So just about all of us has woken up with a hangover and thought, well, that's it. I don't want to ever feel like this again, I'm giving up drinking, I'm never ever going to drink again. Or we've, uh, we've been suffering with the embarrassment over a drunken incident, for example. But finding reasons to give up by looking at these types of incidences or looking at what, oh, what happened in the past, even if it's only yesterday, motivates us only up to a point. Because hangovers fade, usually by one o'clock the same day, And we can often laugh off drunken mishaps. It's really easy to shrug our fears off and tell ourselves that we're being silly and overreacting to the whole situation. What works far better, it seems, well, it certainly did for me and and lots of the people who uh, who email me and I talk to, is to write a why list of all the stuff that you want to do, everything that you want to feel... um, and achieve and fill your life, your new fill in with your new booze-free life. So, for example, rather than saying, uh, "I'm going to quit drinking because I'm tired of hangovers," if you flip that around and say, "I'm giving up drinking because I want to wake up refreshed and full of energy every morning," that's a statement that's pretty hard to to rationalize and say yourself you're overreacting because, of course. Everybody would want to wake up refreshed and full of energy every morning. This is a goal that's positive, that you can agree with, that you can't argue with yourself to get out of. So instead of, I'm quitting drinking because I never do anything in the evening except drink wine and watch TV. If that becomes, I'm quitting drinking, and going to spend three nights a week learning how to paint because I've always wanted to do that. That's a much more motivational and inspirational uh, message because, of course, we can all of us talk ourselves into sitting on the couch and watching TV, can't we? The second step I uh, I would recommend is to train yourself to be happy. So psychologists have been telling us for a long time that happy people are generally more successful. The problem is that most of us are waiting for something else to happen Before we achieve that happiness. So I'm guessing that lots of us have thought, gee, if I could only lose this £10, then I'd be happy. Or um, if I could just get that new job or a raise or the perfect partner, then I'd be happy. But if we flip that around and work on our happiness uh, now with what we have, we're much more likely to achieve the loss of that £20, Um, finding the the right partner, changing our job, and, of course, quitting drinking. It's much better to be happy now, which means you're much more successful in quitting drinking. So how do you get to be happy? Well, psychologist Sean Acker has three ways you could do this, and I really recommend his book, which is called The Happiness Advantage. Um, So firstly, he says, be grateful. Literally make it a daily practice to find three things that bring you gratitude. And you can train, what happens is is you are training your mind or your brain to be more positive. If you are constantly scanning your life, constantly scanning around you for things to be grateful about, then it becomes a natural, um, a natural way, a natural outlook to look for the positive in things. Secondly, do random acts of kindness, just small acts. Hold doors open, let people go ahead of you in a line pay, pay for somebody's coffee. It doesn't have to be big, just consistent. The payback of that, of actually making somebody else's day a little bit better, is, uh, is a tremendous sense of well-being. And thirdly, and I know that I'm going to get a huge amount of groans and eye-rolling about this, is Exercising. Exercise does uh, have uh, enormous payoffs when it comes to positivity. And infusing positivity in your life will motivate you to find more of the same. And that in turn does help you embrace a boost-free life. Thirdly is find your tribe. Surrounding yourself with positive people who, even if they don't share your goals of quitting drinking, at least support you in your goals This is really important. The problem with stopping drinking is that it comes with this big shadow of embarrassment and shame. We are ashamed, firstly, of not being able to drink normally or handle our booze in this kind of booze-sodden society that we live in. And so we are equally ashamed of being sober because we think that that's a great big neon sign saying that, you know, uh uh-oh, can't drink. And also, we feel that we are the party people. And while a lot of that is in our own head, sometimes we are surrounded by people who do to re- reinforce that, who are for whatever reason uh, negative, have their own demons, and try and pull us down rather than lift us up. So if we can't ditch those people, because sometimes you know they're just part of part of our our lives, and and we love them despite the negativity. Good boundaries are essential because otherwise all of our negative energy will drain all of our good intentions. So if you can, joining a group of like-minded people, whether it's a support group, in person or online, find one that fits. And I'm going to do a quick plug here. Sage Sassy and Sober is open for new members. And we do focus on embracing society as a gift. And that's not an accident. Because I do believe that the key of keeping yourself motivated is viewing a sober lifestyle as an opportunity rather than a punishment. Because if you, if you can do that, you are, so, uh, you are so much more likely to actually stick with it. So that's all for today's podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. If you'd like to join Sage, Sassy and Sober, it is just a dollar for your first month and that's f- forever. Um, your first month for the dollar for your first month is that particular uh, offers open forever once you've done your first month and you get full access to everything that everybody else does it's ten dollars after that and uh, it's a it is a group of of really supportive inspirational uh, ladies so uh, so have a look at the link and and see whether it'd be a good fit because we'd love to have you so thanks so much for listening and i'll talk to you again soon bye for now